Until the end of the year, we're giving up our smartphones for the first Monday to Sunday of each month to find out. This is Flip Phone Diaries with Lawrence Warner and Tushar Snake. Could a smartphone possibly be more addictive than cocaine? Stay tuned to this week's episode to hear us debate this with a neuroscientist. Hello and welcome to the pre-detox edition for the month of September of Flip Phone Diaries. Um, We are really excited to be joined today by a very special guest. I met him on a cruiser bike ride in Boulder, Colorado, wearing a fur hat and a fur coat with nothing underneath. He's got quite the six-pack, I can tell you. It's Tyler Milligan. Hello, Tyler. Hello, it's good to be here. How are you doing today, Tyler? Do you want to tell the folks where we are recording this episode over in Boulder? Absolutely, yeah. We're at the University of Colorado in the Atlas Building, which is where engineers and artists alike congregate. My girlfriend goes to school in this building, and uh, it's a really cool building, lots and lots of unique little compartments everywhere, and we're actually in a uh, film screening auditorium, and I went you know, door to door trying to find something that was open on this Sunday, and I ended up finding this, and I think it is perfect. We got some soft walls and a lot of, a lot of open seats, unfortunately not a crowd to cheer us on, but it's still great to be at a cool auditorium. <laughs> Who knows, one day, live recording of Flip Phone Diaries. What do you think, Tushar? Would you buy a ticket? Oh, October episode. I can see it already. <laughs> I would definitely buy a ticket to, for Tushar's recording. Because, Tushar, why don't you tell us, compare to us, the whereabouts of your uh, recording studio? Absolutely, Loz. My current whereabouts are slightly low, more low-tech than yours. I'm in my bathroom in my house in Brixton, London. Uh, got a bit of sound installation there with the towels all wrapped up, so... Looking forward to sharing a photo of my uh, current uh, situation with you. I cannot wait to see that and compare it to my recording studio in an Airbnb in Boulder in July. But anyway, on to the future, on to September. I'm really excited that my my previous flip phone buddy, Natalie Rose Johnson, has uh, gone sailing. Um, and she's taken the flip phone with her. But uh, I needed to find a new buddy to trade smartphones with. And I'm really excited that my roommate, Tyler, um, has stepped up to the plate. I'm particularly excited to hear his experiences because he is a very, he has a lot of very interesting opinions. He's a prolific writer for a uh, future looking media organization. And I would love to let Tyler say a little bit about FutureScope. Yeah, so FutureScope, I started working on. About two years ago in October, we, we write about emerging trends and we boil down the larger articles into digestible kind of little story cards is what we call them. Um, and it's provided on our site. It's called futurescope.com. You can search up the URL if you're interested. Uh, and they're provided on our, on our site in like this grid-like format. So you can get a lot of articles and a lot of information in a very concise manner and in and, and a really rapid pace because you can pretty much go from article to article it's kind of tailored to the uh attention the attention deficit you know generation that we live in you know absolutely and i'm interested to hearing from tyler speaking of the attention deficit like what happens to his attention span and are there any changes that is going to happen over the coming week and whether he's going to be able to engage with more long-form content and whether that's going to translate into his writing maybe 
Yeah, I'm super interested in that. So why don't we why don't we talk about the week ahead for Tyler? Let's firstly, you know, Tyler, why don't you tell the folks what we're doing this evening um, and what that's going to mean for the next seven days of your life? Yeah, so the, this evening I'm going to be popping out the SIM card from the smartphone and passing it into the flip phone. And then I'll be passing my smartphone on to this great English gentleman next to me here. Uh, hopefully he'll be keeping it safe for me and I'll be keeping his safe as well. I can promise that. Um, and... Yeah, and then it will be um, a week of uh, detoxing from the smartphone realm, and I'm really excited for that for many reasons, um, which we can get into in, you know, now if you'd like. Well, let's or, do that. So uh, we're going to ask the two main questions uh, before. You know, these link to the, the questions that we're going to ask afterwards. So the first one is about the, the week and, you know, what your ex- expectations are for the week. So I'm going to ask, firstly, what is... What are the things that you are looking forward to most about spending seven days with an LG B470? <laughs> um, well, I, I think the, the main thing that comes to mind is, and this is something I've been working on for a while, um, but it'll be great to have something to kind of catalyze that, that goal and catalyze that process and, and things. Um, so I'm looking to be more present in, in most of my relationships and most of my daily life. Um, I think that that can materialize in many ways, but especially um, when you're with family or when you're with friends, either at school, at home, with, with the roommates at home or whatever, um, oftentimes I'll find myself looking down at my phone, at a screen that provides so much more entertainment seemingly than the people around me, but I know that's not true. Tushar, I'm interested in your experience of this because you've spoken about this a little bit in the past, um, particularly with regards to people's engagement with each other in a, in a group setting. So Tyler, I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head there with what you've observed uh, in Colorado at the moment is very similar to what Loz and I have uh, observed over the past few months doing this challenge, is that most people struggle to make it through a group interaction without someone kind of taking that easy option out of not wanting to kind of keep the conversation going, which it, it's difficult sometimes when you want to, if, if a conversation takes a lull, people just revert to that smartphone and we're doing a challenge at the moment uh, which we're going to invite you in on, which is going to be this week. Just observe how many group interactions do you go through where someone does in during that lull in the conversation will just flip their flip their phone out, their smartphone out, and just browse Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is because they don't want to keep on going with the conversation. So to be clear, this is uh, groups of three or more people um, intentionally meeting a dinner, group dinner or group drink or coffee. Um, I wonder, Tyler, do you expect that you'll you'll engage in, in one of these things where a phone isn't isn't used? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, I, I have, you know, group projects that I'll be working on pretty much throughout the week relating to my computer science projects and things. And obviously, we'll be looking at screens because we have to be coding. I wish we could just dictate our code, but unfortunately, it's not going to work. But I think there'll be other other times we'll, we'll have some group interactions where that will, um, you know, that will be more evident. So what I'm hearing from our, our comp side dude here, who I'm excited to say has a, an interview with Google during his first week flip phone week, is that he doesn't necessarily expect to have any uh, social gatherings uh, during the week. Um, <laughs> no. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll hear maybe, maybe that's, the, that's the challenge. We'll count, we'll count uh, Tyler's social events. Yeah, but I think I could absolutely count those that are around me because I'm definitely a people watcher. And... And, I don't, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I like watching people. 
You know, it's not, it's not, yeah. not trying to be weird, but, you know, you can learn a lot from watching people. And one of them is, is how, how frequent it is that people in the lull of conversation stare at their phone to avoid an awkward silence or have to brainstorm something new to talk about. Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I'm happy to say that you folks could get to put the shoe on the other foot and watch Tyler for a little bit um, in our little promo video we recorded uh, for this episode, uh, which is on the, on the website. Um, so that's living uh, in the present moment. Um, I wonder, is there anything else in particular that you are looking forward to about the week, Tyler? Yeah, I, definitely another thing that comes to mind has been um, this... I have this kind of obsession, I would say, with self-optimization. You know, it's it's really great to have a growing mindset and think that God, I'm not I'm not restricted by, you know, I'm not bound by this, you know, my allotted skill set. Like I can always improve. And one of those things that I've been working to improve on for a while has been memorization. And I definitely, uh, you know, I've been looking to memorize more things in my daily life rather than you know, say offload, like the number of a family friend or family or a friend, uh, and offload it to my phone. Instead, I would in- try to memorize that. So I'm excited to, to, to practice memorization as well. So in particular, perhaps, uh, you know, the directions for getting somewhere might be something you'd be looking to memorize. I know that's something that Natalie has had a big takeaway from her week. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm pretty, I've been pretty aware of, of my smartphone use for a while. So I've been attempting to do that on my own, but, but I still of course have that crutch with my phone next to me, but I've noticed that when I have that crutch, um, it, it often, I often remember less than when I know that I can't look up and that's what I'm excited for. So Tusha, I'll be interested in your approach because I know you have, uh, you find the old navigation in first week flip phone, uh, to be a, to be a big hurdle. Um, Tushar, would you say that you have improved your memory skills in this regard? Well, I mean, I hear you, Tyler, big fan of self-optimization, but part of that is knowing when to cut your losses. And uh, when it comes to memorizing directions, I just hit that control P, print off the directions at work. And that's what, that's what I follow. Taking it <laughs> back old school. Yeah. Well, that's, and I, I, no shame in that, man. No shame in that. I think I, when you go somewhere new, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to remember the, the, the directions that anyone gives you, let alone those that are printed off and don't even have like directions that you can try to memorize. But I think there are ways, you know, to tokenize those, those directions and tokenize those like that one, two, three, four, and then put them through your household. And those are all the directions you need to follow. So I would challenge you Tusha, to try to do that more so in the upcoming week and, and intend to, when you print that off, you know, go through your household and say, okay, I have to turn right on this street, create a mnemonic device and put that at the, you know, the door to your household. And then on the, on the couch, when you enter your living room, you have the next direction. And, and I would challenge you to do that for the next week if I could. All right. Well, okay. We- challenge accepted. Uh, I'm just going to friendly warning to everyone I'm going to meet this week. Put <laughs> half an hour in front of whatever meeting we have for Tusha tries to find the destination time. <laughs> Great. Fantastic, boys. I'm excited about this. Um, and I will say, you know, it sounds like we've got a regular Sherlock Holmes here uh, talking about his mind palace and whatnot. But I, I will say Tyler is, is a fantastic people person. And I'm really excited about the fact that Tyler's going to be carrying around this bit of, uh, this bit of uh, mid-2000s tech with him. And I think it's going to turn a lot of heads on campus here. <laughs> and I think I, I have a little feeling that the, you're going to get a decent amount of attention from from your from your college classmates, and yeah. I, I wonder what your expectations are there. Yeah, I think I think uh, in every class I have people I sit with, 
And I think the norm when you come to sitting class is to say hello, say what's up, guys, and then pull out your phone to you know scroll through Facebook, scroll through Reddit, or show them something on your phone. But I'll be the one that sits there just looking around. And I, I think I'll stand out in that sense, which will be great. <laughs> well, the other option would be, of course, to do the same thing and bring out said phone yeah. <laughs> and ensure to have the uh, the button beeper set to maximum volume as I do. <laughs> right. Uh, and you'll be sure to turn some heads that way. Um, and I, honestly, in my experience, uh, and I wonder about Tushar's experience here, you will generate a decent amount of, of frankly jealousy uh, <laughs> from people uh, reminiscing about the uh, their their heydays as a as a teenager. <laughs> what two shows that have you have you evoked a lot of nostalgia over the past <laughs> few months? I think the the biggest uh, admiration is when you whip it out and take a phone call, uh, and because that's when you have to open that up and put it on your face, and it, there's just something that looks cool about that clamshell kind of like indenting across your cheekbone and it just it just looks cool <laughs> yeah exactly it, it really exacerbates or accentuates the curve of your of your jawline am i right hey i mean <laughs> if tyler's needs any more accentuating i'm worried about the phone getting broken by the uh the shards of glass sticking out of the man's face but um we uh. will um really excited to to hear what what hijinks this man gets into on campus with a flip phone um and uh i'm i'm wanting to pivot the conversation a little bit because i hate to break it to you buddy first week flip phone it ain't all rainbows and butterflies Hmm. there it is a sacrifice you make over the week you're giving up a ton of amazing tech packaged into this beautiful little device that fits in your pocket i wonder just from your you know we're going to ask you this uh, uh, next week, but I wonder whether you're um, you have any expectation of what the the apps in the broad broader sense are that you will miss the most from your iPhone. Yeah, for me, I think it's definitely going to be the messaging app because although I'll have a messaging interface on my on my flip phone, I'm not going to be you know triple tapping for each character very much. So, I, um, so I you know that's going to be a limiting factor, and I think I'm going to miss messaging specifically because of my more intimate relationships with say my girlfriend or my family where I get to see photos shared of my nieces and nephews where we have these like shared iCloud albums that are you know and they're there in Washington so and I, I get to see my my nieces and nephews as they grow older and these all the all these great videos of my nephews taking his first steps and things which I'll have to delay a week um, but also I think with my girlfriend we do lots of sharing whether it be pictures of of dinner we want to eat tonight so she like provides me several options and then i get to choose from these photo these like screenshots of pinterest you know recipes and such um and um, you know also the link sharing and such but i i think it'll be great because we'll have to instead talk about them so i think one thing i picked up on there was that um the sense of isolation um as to those who are in different localities um and you know that does have a positive element of you really really dive into your local community you only have the numbers that you choose to put on which are the ones that you need which will most likely be your friends here in boulder um and i know that that you know for example that would cut me off from someone like tushar back across the pond in england like i wouldn't have an ability to whatsapp him but uh but tushar i'm i'm uh i'm happy to say that i won't necessarily be needing whatsapp to get in touch with you this month will i 
if you're talking about towards the end of the month, definitely not. Well, I mean, we could WhatsApp, but it'd be pretty, pretty strange. Yeah, indeed. I'm, I'm excited about the fact that you're going to be coming out in person to, to, to the, the land of the free. <laughs> Absolutely. Home of the brave. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, really looking forward to the fact that uh, we're going to be recording our October episode live together uh, without uh, the transatlantic internet connection. Yeah, there's going to be a lot less editing required on my end to get rid of that lag. So that's that's the bit I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> I'm glad you're very lazy. Well, too short. The other piece <laughs> I was hearing from Tyler there was um, was the fact that um, the the communication you can have is more limited in that um, you can't send multimedia very easily. Um, and I wonder. Um, I saw a post from the very influential Ariana Huffington uh, where she said the number one change you can make to improve your relationships is and of course as we know and we've been saying for the past four months it's to pick up the phone and have a a two-way conversation uh, very efficiently you know using tone of voice and and all that good stuff but I wonder Tushard do you think that we lose out by not being able to link to websites send pictures um, like Tyler was talking about so I think there's just so much to be unpacked there. One is, what is the type of conversation? If, as Tyler was kind of suggesting, if you're trying to organize something where you need to bring in like links to, you know, this restaurant recommendation, like some review, recipe finder, price lists, where you need like rich functionality to conversations. Yeah, there is a sense of that can only happen within a kind of app or an enhanced communications platform that doesn't really exist within the the flip phone world of SMS or in the world of uh, phone call where you don't really, you can't really send links or anything like that. But as you said, when it comes to having a proper conversation where you engage in thoughts and you engage with other people like your mentor as, as normal human beings, I think that, as you said, there's nothing that does compare. But I would raise you one further, Loz, which is does the video call surpass the phone call in that sense? I'm interested in Tyler's thoughts on that as well as as well as your thoughts more generally. Yeah, I, I think because so much of the way we communicate is is made more um, impactful when we use our facial expressions and we read so much from from what we're seeing. Of course, we don't have the physical touch in that in the video video calling realm, but I think incorporating the face, the facial expressions and, and the face and the mannerisms that come that are expressed uh, in communication I think is is in my mind a bit more superior than just voice voice calling but I think it just to compare them I guess in another way is when you're voice calling versus versus facetiming or video video chatting um, it requires you to focus more on communicating in a very clear way. And it requires that you, you know, maybe extend the conversation further uh, in a in a using your language rather than just your face. Because I, I know that sometimes when I'm with my friends, I, I will actually like instead of communicating verbally, we'll just look at each other and that expresses something. But it'd be it's great to kind of prioritize the verbal communication, too. So that's kind of a cool aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, clearly messages um, sounds like something you're going to miss that functionality, but it'll be really interesting to hear about your experience um, living without those things. I want to ask whether there's anything else you think you may you may also miss that's maybe a little bit a little bit unique uh, to you. 
Uh, yeah, I think another one that that is related to my my work um, at Futuroscope is oftentimes as I have to. I mean, is, is that I have to write six articles a day, and I, I can I can I can do that at my home when I have Wi-Fi, and I can do that at school um, when I have Wi-Fi there, or I can do it at a coffee shop. But anywhere in between, I can't because it requires an internet connection, and I use my phone, and I and I use my phone's hotspot functionality to to post most of those things and also communicate with my my colleagues at Futuroscope. So when I'm on the bus going somewhere, I'll often pull it out and I'll just start writing articles because it's hard to get six done every day, you know. So um, I, I try to take up every free minute with writing in the mornings and oftentimes those free minutes are found uh, in transport. So what I'm hearing there is that you're going to miss the personal hotspot. I think if we were going to package that as an app, uh, would it be fair to say that would come under the settings app? Yeah, I would say so. But there are settings on the flip phone, so it's a specific function within the settings app. Yeah, got it. There we go. That's our first man to have uh, to, to to miss the settings app on on iOS. That's very exciting. Um, and um, you know, I, I I totally agree with the transport piece. Tusha, I know you found transport to work without the internet actually being a more productive time. Absolutely. And here, another kind of semi-challenge, we're going to invite Tyler on. As you said, you like people watching. When you people watch on the tube or whatever transit mechanism you're using in uh, in uh, Colorado, just, just try and take a tally of how many people will be scrolling on Instagram or whatever, close it, and then reopen it literally five seconds later to do the exact same thing and view the same post that they have done. Make of what that way you will. I'm not going to pass comment at this moment, but... As Loz was hinting at, what I was doing, I have been doing during these weeks is really trying to get a book, get a Kindle, get a, a proper hardback paperback. And every time I have a free second, uh, usually it fits into like a jacket pocket or my backpack. I just whip it out and I just get reading, even if it's a five minute stint on the tube in the underground. There's so much time that there is to be freed up. So, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And I would I would ask Tyler whether he feels that, you know, if it's that creative piece of he's just needing to write, you know, do, 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 does he really need the internet? Right. Well, I do for the articles. I could download, download them ahead of time, which I've done when I've gone on plane flights and I don't want to spend the 20 bucks for in-flight Wi-Fi. Um, but uh, to to respond to your challenge, Tusha, I, I personally, I, I always have at least a paperback or two uh, or even a hardback book in my backpack in addition to some drawing pads and drawing pencils. So when I'm not writing, I'm either just staring out the window or I'm writing or reading uh, uh, in like the more paper format. So it will be, but but this time it'll have to be that rather than being the the phone, the the laptop, or the writing or the reading. Instead, it'll just be the writing and the reading are my options. So that's great. I'll I'll definitely do more of that in the next week. Thanks for that challenge. It's awesome. And Tyler, what is it that you're reading currently? Uh, well, I'm reading Leonardo da Vinci's autobiography, not but not autobiography, but his biography currently. I really enjoy that book. Yeah, you're gonna love that one. Yeah, did you? Yeah, you said you read it. What Walter Isaacson? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, read it over Christmas. Beautiful read. So look forward to your uh, commutes this uh, this this week. Yeah, great. Thanks. That's beautiful, <laughs> boys. I can't wait to to make next week's book club meeting. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're now going to so, you know those. That's Tyler's pre detox questions done. Um, really excited uh, after the week to ask him. Um, Two questions on the week. Um, firstly, um, was there a person he met or conversation he had he didn't think he'd have otherwise? Same question for a place that he went or getting lost. 
And then we're going to ask him uh, the real crux of what this is all about is about um, changes in habits that he might make. And, you know, speaking of books being read, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to have picked up a copy of Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit. Um, so I'm going to hopefully have a couple of nuggets from that. But I'm going to be asking Tyler, what is the, the big change that he wants to make over the next year with his, uh, with his smartphone usage? And, uh, and then also in that first week of those next 52, what is the number one change that he wants to make? Um, so I'm really excited to, to ask him those questions. Um, but now um, we're going to move on to our debate of the week. Um, and this week we are going to discuss the question, what is harder, giving up your smartphone or cocaine? And the reason we're talking about addiction today is because, uh, Tyler here has been putting some of his, his brain power towards the, the question of neuroscience. Uh, he's a, he's a double computer science and neuroscience major here at CU Boulder, and he actually had the chance to do some research in a laboratory looking at cocaine addiction. So Tyler, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that and some of your thoughts about technology and, and, and that, in that space. Yeah, absolutely. I worked in the Sidoris Neuroscience Laboratory here at CU. Uh, Michael Sidoris is the, the kind of manager and the, and the brain. Kind of, he's like the guy that pretty much runs it all. Um, and yeah, I did some experiments that where we would feed rats cocaine and it would be through a little dripper with some water and then they would be um, trained with Pavlonian conditioning. Like we would, we would associate a bell with cocaine and there was, there was a lot of research that we did with that. I worked for a summer. This was a year ago now. Um, definitely very interesting research and I got like definitely some more insight into addiction in the mind and where it originates neurologically. And I wonder whether you have any thoughts about whether we should start to consider um, technological devices like the smartphone as potentially uh, addictive devices. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of, lot of crossover and similarity between uh, uh, addiction uh, of substance and addictive addiction of habit. And the phone, in, and in some ways, is a, is a substance in the way we use it. Um, but... Uh, specifically, uh, in, in, in addiction, um, people who are addicts have these objects that are imbued with this um, sort of addictive quality, like say it's a pipe for, their, for whatever they're smoking, and if it's cocaine, crack cocaine, whatever you want to say, um, they will sometimes, like this addictive behavior can be so intensive that they'll actually fill their pipe with something that's not, that's not crack or not coke. And they'll try to smoke whatever it is just because it satiates this addictive desire. Um, and it's a very odd, it's very odd behavior. And that's like some in some of the most intensive cases. But similarly, the way we use our phones and the way our phones elicit the same sort of feeling. Um, so they, 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 they our smartphones, even if they're not on, even if they're not ringing, even if they, the alerts aren't on, whatever – just having them in the room and seeing them in your periphery distract you and they allocate a lot of your attentional resources. And um, there's several studies, that one that came out of UChicago actually, that showed that, that, that test takers did worse when their phone was just on the table next to them or even mm-hmm. in their backpack just because they were aware of it. Great. So, I mean, I think it's we can agree then that uh, it's there's a case to say that one can be addicted to the smartphone. And I wonder, you know, last month we took... We took the uh, the smartphone addiction scale, me, Zach, and Tushar, 
and I was uh, slightly dismayed to see that I came out on top uh, with uh, deemed to be the most addicted. Um, so I wonder, Tyler, uh, you know, a patient like me, uh, a man in need, um, who's, who's lo- loving the, the dopamine hits of uh, the yeah. smartphone. What do you think the best way to wean off uh, that that dependence? Yeah, um, I would say, and this comes from from neuroscience research as well. Um, trying to be as informed as possible, but I can give you. My, and this would also be my opinion: um, is to go cold turkey altogether and just uh, try to disconnect and remove that distraction entirely from your person, because. Uh, like with cocaine addiction and like with any other substance abuse, uh, the best thing you can do is to completely distance yourself from whatever that object is or whatever that substance is entirely because it's, it's the, the, less you, the less you give in to those habits, whether it be like just having a Coke pipe next to you or not, the less you do that, the less you're, the brain in the nucleus accumbens, which is where the, this, a lot of this addictive behavior arises, the the less that um that that activates itself so well tyler thank you for that opinion i'm gonna now open up tushar to hear if if uh, he has any response to tyler's cold turkey approach essentially i'm i'm kind of happy to hear that uh, in the sense that that is kind of the approach that we're advocating here at least for a short period of time to snap you out of some of your habits but i wonder whether tushar has any kickback against that idea and whether he he thinks there's any other methods one could use instead. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with what Tyler's saying on the face of it in the sense of what is the best way to get off, I agree, would be to go cold turkey. But I think to argue from a kind of realist, you know, take into account other people's lives and their work schedule, a lot of the conversations I have with people trying to convince them, you know, maybe you should give this a go. It's, it's a pretty, uh, had pretty positive impact to myself is... Well, you know, I need it for work. I need it for academics. Like it's it's a pain. Arguing from that kind of realist standpoint, so looking looking over the long term, I think that there are lots of other mechanisms that you can bring in to uh, add on top of the cold turkey method. So quantification, which is something that Loz and I are going to discuss about making sure that you know exactly how addicted you are and just being aware of how bad is it is one method well, on that on that note on that method i you know i wonder whether we should give that a go ourselves um i know that there are ways that you can measure your your screen time and it's something that me and tusha have been doing on our phones um but something i'm interested in is to what extent are we just transferring that screen time over onto a bigger screen um so tusha you're the challenge guy what do you propose over the next two weeks so I say we download an app or a, a program that measures our screen time usage across both the laptop and the phone. And we just see what happens in the week before, during and after. So we, we kind of see the impact of doing this detox. Yeah, so it'll be the week week during and then the week after as well. Um, and uh, I'm going to be having rescue time on my on my laptop. Uh, Tyler, is this uh, something you're... you're you'd like to uh, compare with us on? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of my work requires me to be on my computer, and I think it'll be good to quantify how much screen time I have and then also see how it changes after. If If I end up, you know, transporting some of the work that I do on my computer when I'm not, when I don't have my smartphone to my smartphone after or not, but it'll be interesting nonetheless. So we're going to explore that quantification piece, Tisha. I wonder if you could give us maybe one more 
alternative that you you would plug um to assuage that that smartphone dependence so almost like fight fire with fire so gaming gamifying and creating habits out of not being addictive so like very much all those tools that the social media have developed of notifications and the fear of missing out that they're using to bring us back to the platforms and opening instagram up every five seconds what if there's a way you can turn that on its head and almost like reward yourself through some gamification mechanism makes it a habit to be like okay i'm only going to use it twice a day and if i do i'm going to get a reward for that this is something that i haven't explored too much but i'm sure you know the amount of people out there who are interested in this, then there might be something to be explored in this area. I um yeah, I have a I have an app to recommend on that regard. Um, Forest. Um, it grows a tree, a virtual tree on your screen for as long as you uh, don't use any of the or blacklisted apps, and and then if you use one of those apps, the tree unfortunately does die, which is uh you know it's it you know if if that's your thing, then uh, then that could be sad and could be an incentive. I wonder what Tyler makes of all that from a psychological standpoint. <laughs> well, I don't know about the psychological standpoint, but I'll definitely offer another way I think you can gamify it that we are all, we are all, all three of us engaging in right now is a sort of a sort of social accountability where yeah, we're we're creating a game and a challenge for each other and that, you know, you could be rewarded ultimately by everyone admiring you more or something like that, but if you just have a few friends and you want to say, you know, I can use my smartphone, you know, less than you can. Like, no way you can't. I'm going to use my smartphone way less than you. All right. I'm like, well, all right, who, I'll buy the six. I'll buy you six pack of beer. You know, whoever whoever uses it the most has to buy the other six pack of beer or whatever. Uh, there's lots of ways you could do it, you know. So I think that's another way, too. It's just social accountability. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, it's it's not just for smartphones. I mean, we're seeing it in our roommates right now. You know, tell, tell them what the challenge that Zach and, and Ben are currently engaging in. <laughs> yeah, so our roommates, uh, Zach and Ben, Zach was on the podcast previously, but um, they have uh they have little e-cigarettes you know that they that they engage that they use to kind of wane themselves off of normal cigarettes uh and one of they're both kind of addicted but it's more like they just use it occasionally and um they're challenging each other two hundred dollars that they can, that that the other person will use well the other person will hit an e-cigarette before the other and it's, it's crazy and do we do we think that uh do we trust the lads to be honest about that absolutely uh, their usage? not absolutely not but you know what if it's it's mainly like if someone else sees them they're just you know then they'll they'll tell the other the other person so they have to do it in private which i don't think is a good a good thing either but we, we can smell the smoke in the house so hopefully that'll also help to be hold them accountable well there we go and you know our accountability mechanism at first we flip phone is the ideal is that you give up your smartphone to your flip phone buddy um so then you have to go and tell this other human that you need mm. that thing mm. and uh tusha i'm really excited uh who you're to see who your new flip phone buddy is going to be and and see them in the flash definitely another another co-worker colleague going to be coming in kayla uh just a fellow fan for analyst to work uh not going to be partaking in the challenge but definitely going to be a strong motivator to not come crawling back because if i do she's definitely going to be taking the piss out of me mm. fantastic well what what's kind of clear to me here is that you know with this with first week flip phone we are you know we're using that cold turkey approach for a little bit but then in the other three weeks we're really interested in bringing in other approaches and we're really excited my friend cassie here in cu boulder she can't give up the phone for the week uh due to work 
but you know she's she's giving up social media apps alone for a week because that's her problem area there uh, so we're really excited about the more sort of general um general sort of uh experimentation that the this movement is really sparking off uh in those around us um so long may that continue uh certainly till the end of the year at least and um and you know i'm gonna wrap it up now and uh and just say that uh tyler thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and lending your your wisdom and your personal stories um i'm really excited to uh hear from you next week um and uh, we're going to leave it to you to uh, to say us out. Yeah, it definitely. It was, it was a pleasure speaking with you two British gentlemen. I love hearing you guys' voices. And it was great to meet you too, Shaw. And uh, I'll definitely see you guys on the flip side. This has been Flip Phone Diaries, the podcast of first week flip phone, the smartphone detox. Thank you for listening. We know your attention is in high demand in 2018. If you want to try the smartphone detox for yourself, visit firstweekflipphone.com to find out more. Otherwise, please leave us a comment and share this episode in your network, and be sure to subscribe for the next episode. See you on the flip side.